It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Uh, Welcome back to Beyond the Building. We're so excited that you're here with us today as we continue our brand new series in February on friendships. Today, we're going to start uh, the next three weeks of our month talking about spiritual friendships and how we can grow strong, healthy spiritual friendships. I uh, started out last episode by sharing how what a joy it is really for me to be talking about spiritual friendships when I have uh, my dear spiritual friend, Debbie <laughs> Kiever, right here with me uh, taping this podcast today. What a joy it is that God has given us spiritual friends to do life with. And so we really want to, uh, you know, don't, not just be thankful for that gift that we have, but we want to invest in these friendships. We want to walk out our friendships in a way that honors God and lines up with the the way that he has called us to live in his word. And so as we've been thinking about spiritual friendships and Bible studies and, and different conversations we've had, just so excited to see where God is going to take us on this journey together. Laura, last week we started off with, okay, so great spiritual friendships what happens when they're complicated? You know, mm-hmm. when friendships uh, get messy as life happens, as our fleshly side kicks in and and it just causes some uh, mayhem in those friendships. What do we do about that? It's so we made that um, analogy like Christmas lights, right? The, yep. the yep. ball of Christmas lights that is, um, it, it, you don't even know how to start to unravel them. <laughs> but as we go forward into the next three weeks, really, if we apply what we're going to be talking about over the next three weeks, it will help keep your friendships from becoming super complicated. Absolutely. I think one of the foundational things that we're going to see in the word of God today, we're going to be looking at First Samuel 18. We're going to be looking at the story of David and Jonathan, two friends. You know, many, many times when you're looking at the Bible for friendships, David and Jonathan's story will come up. But what we're going to see in the word of God today is that they took their friendship seriously. Mm -hmm. In fact, we're going to see in the Bible, they called their friendship a covenant, Deb, a covenant, right? And when we look at friendships from that perspective, that we are in a covenant relationship with the one that we are in friendship with, I think it really changes our whole perspective on how to invest in our friendships and keep them healthy the way that God intends them to be. So 1 Samuel 18, 3 to 4, Jonathan and David, it's pretty pretty early in their relationship. They have really just come to know each other. If you if you kind of look back, uh, David kills Goliath in 1 Samuel uh, 16, in 1 Samuel, I'm sorry, in 1 Samuel 17, and then in 1 Samuel 18, we find him introduced to Jonathan. So this is right in the beginning of their relationship. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. So when David and Jonathan go into this friendship, they recognize this is not a flippant relationship. This is a covenant. And when we look at the word of God, that word for covenant in 1 Samuel 18 is the very same word that God uses when he says he's in a covenant with his people. So for Jonathan to make a covenant with David is is a serious, uh, permanent 
decision that he is making to invest in his friend. When you and I, Debbie, when we went into a friendship, how many years ago, right? We were going into a covenant. We've entered into a covenant together. You know, what does that mean? It's it's a big deal. I mean, a, although we were 18 and 19 years old, and I think we were more concerned about what we were putting on the wall of our dorm rooms. But as our friendship began to grow, and you can just tell when there's a friendship that's going to go on a deeper dive. I think that's mm-hmm. the key. That's when that covenant relationship starts to kick in. It's not when you first you first kind of feeling each other out and see. Yep. You know, this is if this is going to be a close friend or not. When you start realizing this is a, a friendship that I'm going to make a commitment to, it's a permanent commitment. It's not one that you take casually um, and just say, well, if it doesn't work out, see you, you know, find yep. somebody else. So that that co- that idea of covenant, it's like a promise or like you're pledging your allegiance to that friendship. It means that when the tough stuff comes to the surface, I'm not going to run out the door. Mm. I'm going to be a person that keeps my word. And if I say, I'm always going to be your friend, Mm. it means I'm always going to be your friend. It may be some rocky times, Mm. but it's not going to be something I take flippantly. You know, think of growing up. Remember those hearts that were like in two pieces and you, and one piece was for your best friend. And and, and over the years, you end up with a series of like half of hearts because you've got a a trail of people that are close to you. Yes. Well, I think, and that's just in jest because that's, that was the childish stuff, but how many friendships can people look back on and say, yeah, I used to be close to them, but now I'm not, Mm. you need to be committed all in. And the best way that, that you can approach this is saying, I want what is best for you, my friend. And I'm willing to sacrifice things on my end in order for your best to take place. Absolutely. I really love that. Now, it's interesting when you look at David and Jonathan's uh, relationship, and I think this is a great picture for all of us in our friendships, because uh, David and Jonathan could not have been more different from each other. Um, David was the last born son of a farmer, and Jonathan was the first born son of a king. So, you know, we're looking at relationships specifically here that are going to be grounded in the word of God. And I think it's interesting when God brings us into covenant with people, we don't have to be in covenant relationships with people that are just like us all the time. These guys could not have been more different from each other. But what they had in common and what kept that covenant strong and that promise strong was that they had the same passion and they had the same heart for the Lord. They were in it for the king and they were in it for his kingdom. And the covenant that they were making, what kept their spiritual friendship strong was because their friendship was based on something spiritual. You know, we can base our friendship on the fact that we, you know, like to go out for ice cream or we can base our friendship on the fact that we both do, you know, X, Y, or Z. We like to swim or we like to hike or whatever it might be. But when you base your friendship on something spiritual, like that transcends whether you like ice cream or that transcends whether you like to swim or you like to hike. Spiritual friendships transcend anything in the natural and they're passionate for one thing and that is the king and his kingdom. You know, when I think back to college and you watched me go through this, I competed among a bunch of students to acquire a position in the physical therapy school. So I was literally in class and in studying my study group, 
with some Christians, right? Some sort of some spiritual friends, but we were in competition for each other, knowing full well that if the other person got higher grades than us, mm. it was very possible that they could take my spot mm. in PT school. And I, as you're describing this, I'm remembering back mm. that there was this court, there's a little group, four of us that were all believers and we were all competing against each other wow. Wow. and really working hard to help each other. Wow. Knowing that one of us might not be picked. And so, and what kept those, those relationships are healthy to this day. What was the key? Like you said, it was the friendship was based on something spiritual. We yes. prayed together. We were all yes. we believed that God had a call for us in this field, but there was no guarantee. So we had yes. to work really hard together, essentially against each other Yes, for a particular spot. Well, David and Jonathan were in a similar situation. David at this point has already been anointed by the prophet Samuel to be the next King. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's running around telling everybody, but it wasn't like it was a secret. And Jonathan legally, right in the right rightful place was in line to be the next King because he was King Saul's son. You would think, you would think that there would be some competition there between these two men, but their main, um, objective for each other was that we are in a covenant spiritual friendship and that is the way they're going to we're going to talk about how they handle the relationship is absolutely what we need to model in our own relationships absolutely that was just the perfect example deb but you're sitting around the table right you're all it looks like to the world you're all in competition and yet you are just all mm -hmm. there to to do what you're called to do and doing your best at it and supporting each other. I love that because one of my favorite uh, quotes is from Tim Keller when I think about spiritual friendships. And I think this is so deep and yet so simple, right? Real spiritual friendship is eagerly helping one another to know, serve, love, and resemble God in deeper and deeper ways. Now, I love everything about that phrase. My favorite word right there is eagerly, eagerly, mm -hmm. right? Real spiritual friendship is eager, like in it, in it to, for your friend to win it, right? You right. want your friend to know God more, to serve God more, love and resemble God in deeper, deeper ways. So if you're in a covenant, right, you are in a promise with somebody else to be this spiritual friend, you're not going to compete against each other. Your desire is actually that your friend is going to know God to the max, right? That your friend is going to serve God to the max, that your friend is going to love and grow in this love relationship with the Lord. And ultimately, right, we want to, we want to resemble God. And so we just desire that our friends would resemble God in deeper and deeper ways. Talk about eyes off self and desire for someone else to, to um, really live out what God has for them. It's, it's pretty amazing. You know, friends give gifts. But mm -hmm. you are you are a big gift giver. That's Aww, I do love to give gifts. <laughs> you do. And you like to get gifts too. I Aww, that that's about fun you. too. <laughs> but David and Jonathan, um, they had some significant gifting that took place there. And you look at what Jonathan you read back in Samuel, one of the gifts that he gave him, the first gift was a robe and a tunic. This was Jonathan was a prince. So a prince's robe and tunic was going to look very, very different than a, a shepherd, right? A shepherd's outfit. And this was a, it was a prince 
uh, type of garment. So it makes you wonder because you don't really read anything where David and Jonathan had, you know, coffee and discussed, well, there was this thing about Samuel and the anointing. Right, right, right. How does this work? And <laughs> when does this happen? And am I supposed to step aside for you? Like, right. You don't, you don't read any conversation, but it, it does make you wonder that Jonathan cared so much about building up his friend that he saw him. Uh, of that royal status, you know, Absolutely. as a brother, that he would give him something that when he put it on, kind of like me, she go, wow, he looks pretty good. Like he looks like yeah, he yeah. a prince. And and, his, <laughs> and and Jonathan, you don't know, is Jonathan's mind wandering like, okay, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. But, but it really shows you his heart. I just want to esteem you like a brother, Right. And put you in a position as if you were my brother versus, okay, so here's preparation for what maybe yeah. is next in line for you. Absolutely. And I love, even as you said that, like, it's like Jonathan could see, uh, prompted by the Lord, right, that there was a, a royal call on mm -hmm. his friend's life. And really, regardless of whether we are in line for a th earthly throne or not, when God puts a call on our lives, right? We are we are daughters of the king, we are sons mm -hmm. of the king. What God has called us to, we are all lined up, right, with a royal call on our lives. So even the symbolism of Jonathan taking off his royal robe, wouldn't you just love to know what was going through Jonathan's mind as this is happening? Like, I'm taking off my royal robes and I'm putting it on you because I I am certain of the call that God has on your life. And so I'm going to put this royal robe on you. And I just wonder, what's David thinking yeah, in this whole time, sure. right? Oh my goodness. Like, I love what you said. I highly doubt that they've had a relationship saying, oh, just so you know, or a conversation yeah. saying, just so you know, I'm taking the throne. Uh -huh. But um, can you imagine David's mind? Like, oh my goodness, David had a heart after the father, right? So is he like, oh my goodness, you know when things, you know, fall into place in your life and you just, right. you just start saying, God, you are lining things up. Yeah. You are orchestrating events. You are putting the royal robe on me. Can you just see David kind of rising up to this position? I mean, it, it's a pretty significant moment in both of their stories. Mm -hmm. um, really pretty amazing. You know, everybody, everybody thought that Jonathan was going to be the next king. I mean, it just makes sense, right? He is in the royal line. But Jonathan saw there's something significant that God has for David's life. And when you can start to discern the Holy Spirit, giving you a direction, when you identify on somebody else's life, that there is something significant that God wants to do, you start to, what can I lay down? What can I do to encourage that person to step in to what God has, has called in their life. And, and that's where the enemy can try to get in there and go, Oh no, no, no. If yes. you give too much, right. You give too much. You're going to lose your position. This could be a, a great example, right? Jonathan and David don't draw people's attention to David. Yes. Right. Because that's yes. not what you, you want to protect your position, but you know, he trusted God so much that he was not threatened by David. He just saw God's hand on his life, on David's life. And he put aside his own ambition to protect what people assumed was going to be his, his post. And he said, I'm going to just do what I can to help David walk out the call on his life. Amen. I love, love that. You know, I think when we look at the word surrender there, one of the one of the reasons that uh, Jonathan could surrender his own life and his own call to God is because Jonathan 
was a man who was a God lover. And he had come to a place in his life where he wasn't working to grow his own platform. He wasn't working to like gain his own popularity or be great on his own merit or be great because of who his earthly father was, right? He knew that the reason that he was there was for kingdom purposes. He didn't want to advance his own agenda. He wanted to advance the kingdom agenda. He didn't want to advance his own popularity. He wanted to advance how well people knew the kingdom. And so really, he's like, if there's anything that I have that's going to advance you in your call and enable you to do what God has called you to do, then I am gladly going to give up what I have in order for you to do so. And that's why he gave up his royal robe, because he knew it wasn't about him. And Debbie... Don't we go back to that with like almost every single podcast episode? It's not about us, right? It's God first, others after that, and then us. And so Jonathan was not growing his own platform. He was working to advance the kingdom of God. And man, when we have that perspective, we will want God to be moving through in our friends' lives and we will want to give our, ourselves in order to see it be done. I think it's opposite what culture tells you. Culture mm-hmm. tells you to watch your back, right? You first, you know, protect your interests, things like that. God's ways are very different. Yep. And you and there's a f- tremendous joy and a freedom that comes when you approach your spiritual friendships saying, I am a hundred percent committed Amen. to seeing you step into the call that God has on your life. What can I do? Amen. To, to make this happen, you know, to put you in a position where you can eat more easily, step into what he's asking you to do. There, there is, it's a great, it's a great space because walking in a place of competition and jealousy eats at the inside of you. Yep. It, it makes you, um, que- like it makes you question what motives are and you're always scheming and you're super sensitive and you get irritated. There is a freedom that just comes when you say, God is bigger than, than all of this, his heart, his kingdom is seeing everything from internal perspective. I need to stop worrying about my kingdom Mm -hmm. and just make his kingdom the focus. So when we see it that way, we are able to start to really encourage each other, put our own agendas in our, it doesn't mean you're not paying attention to your own things, but if you're always looking for a way to improve the circumstances for somebody else, it, it keeps you from walking in pride and selfishness. Right. And, and there's freedom. That's where joy comes from putting other people first. You know, it's like looking at the person in front of you and, and saying, I believe in the call that's on your life. And I will give of myself in order to see it fulfilled so that you can walk out that purpose. And if it means stepping aside, you know, in order to, for God to do what he wants to do in your life, that's what I'm going to do. You know, Laura, you know, all those years I taught kids and I, I always taught these kids when I was in sixth grade, I was a sixth grader. The older woman who taught our kids program looked at me and said, would you like to take a turn and teach a lesson to the class? And she let me teach two weeks in a row on the Lord's prayer. It was a horrendous lesson. But I think of like how boring it was, Aww. right? And and I think the kids were well-behaved. They were probably asleep. But <laughs> she encouraged me and it lit a fire oh, in me yeah, 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 yeah. of loving to teach. And then she would allow me to have other opportunities to teach. Mm. I never forgot that. Somebody mm. stepped aside 
and encouraged me. I guess she saw something in me that maybe Mm. said teacher. Maybe I was bossy. I'm not sure. But (laughs) but then all those years of teaching kids at church, it the same thing. Like these kids were first to sixth grade. Like, like identifying if a kid was creative, if they were musical, if they had teaching ability, like, I want you to step in and try spread your wings and give it a shot. And for years, we, we worked to build up a little team of teachers, small Mm. group leaders. And these were the kids, Mm. you know, they were the fourth, fifth and sixth graders became little leaders within Mm. that group, but it's about identifying Mm. somebody has a call in their life and looking for ways to incorporate it. Yeah, and my daughter was one of those that you yes. really called out and had um, had teach some lessons. So thank you. I, I, I love that you did that. I, I think that the woman who gave you that opportunity, Deb, let's put it with the De- David and Jonathan, right? There yeah. was a, a covenant there. She was committed to you, to seeing the kingdom of God advance. And what did she do, right? She took off her royal robe mm-hmm. and she put it on another <laughs> And she let me come back after one really boring lesson. She, <laughs> she let me come back and teach again. So that oh, says man. something, right? There's like a somebody... whole nother thing there. There's yes. a whole nother thing there. <laughs> yes. Like you didn't wear that royal robe very well. But... <laughs> Here right? it is again. Here you go. We'll get some wrinkles out this time. I love it. I love it. I love that you just shared that story because, you know, I've been thinking as I've been thinking about spiritual friendships and so much of my my thought with this comes back to you, Debbie. But um, you and I have had this amazing journey that God has allowed us to go on. And I remember uh, the year that you were ordained uh, and we all went up to your ordination service ceremony and just watching you walk that road before I did. And you were what, the year before me, I think. Mm -hmm. And just being um, among those who were watching and seeing you walk that so beautifully. And then the next year, you know, what what a joy and a privilege it was for me to have the opportunity to walk and then know that you were among those who were mm-hmm. watching yep. and rejoicing. And then even that next Sunday to just stand uh, in front of the church and have you pray over me. I'll never forget that. I have a picture of it. You gave me a picture of it. Somebody mm-hmm. pretty sure our good friend, Miss Elliot, who's been on this podcast, took the picture. And uh, I just have that. And I look at it whenever I'm in, in Delaware, I look at it and I just say, thank you guys. God, for a friend who prays for me, prayed over me, encouraged me in the call that you have on my life. And so that's really what this is all about. And I do think there are moments and seasons, right? There are times when I put that spiritual robe on you, when you put that spiritual robe on me. But I do believe that um, there are times when we might give our spiritual robe to our friend and then God has another person, right, coming up to us. us to give the robe to us. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like the robe goes back and forth, back and forth. We just need to trust God that when we give up what we have to advance the kingdom, mm-hmm. it's not really giving up, right? No. We, we let go so that there's room for something else, right? Because yeah. God's going to put the next thing on us. So I think that's really just, it's an awesome picture of how God brings us into covenant together in order to advance the kingdom um, and, and see his kingdom grow. I think people get two words confused, competition and mm, covenant. They're mm. two totally, totally different words. So as our spiritual friends, we're not in competition with them. Let's say you got a friend that does something similar. You and I, right? You and I both lead in-person and online Bible studies. It's yep. not a race to see whose Bible study That's is right. quote, more, more successful, right? Exactly. It's not, it's not that exactly. way. It's we're running in covenant with each other 
where what can I do to enhance your experience? What can we do to enhance mine? And and we share a number of the same people are involved in both in both Bible studies and and they need to see us as a team. That's right. That's right. Right. Not competitors. That's right. And we we're not focusing on what's our own agenda, our own platform. In fact, we're always trying to help each other with yeah, each other's yeah, platform because right. people in their fifties don't figure this out right away. On their, <laughs> we need each other. We need each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if our desire is to see the kingdom of God advance, then it's hard to stay in competition with each That's other. Right. We, we are looking to be eagerly finding ways that we'll know God more. Yeah. Eagerly looking to serve God more and to love him more and bottom line in the way we conduct our relationships to resemble him Amen. more the way that we treat each other Amen. I just love that. And you know, in a we live in a world right now and we, we see it all the time where we're, somebody offends you, they're out, they're canceled, right? People, mm-hmm. family blocked. members, <laughs> friendships, exactly, blocked whatever, unfriended, unfollowed whatever it might be. When we live in competition with mm-hmm other people, there's going to be offense, right? Mm-hmm. Competition breeds offense when we do it in the natural. But if we live in covenant with each other, then we are, we're not going to be offended because we want to build uh, the other one up. And I think to your point about even uh, doing similar things with Bible studies, you know what? I'm running my race, right? You're running your race. Mm-hmm. And and everybody who's listening today, we are all running our own race. And God never says to make your race look like somebody else's. God says, mm-hmm. identify what I've called you to do and get to the finish line and do it well. And mm-hmm. I don't want to get to your finish line. I don't right. want to get to somebody else's finish line, right? Because what's that going to do? It's going to keep me from crossing my finish line. Mm-hmm. I want to be in covenant with my friends, supporting them so that they get to their finish line. So I get to my finish line so that I hear, well done, Laura, you did right. what I called you to do. Not why didn't you stop trying to do what your friend was called to do? Yeah. You know, there's only room for one person in each of our races. Like, <laughs> I I don't want to be in competition with my people. Competition also is exhausting, Debbie. That's a whole other yeah. story. When we're in covenant, we can rest because we know that You're ultimately, safe. yeah, we're safe. safe. God's got our back and he's given us somebody else to to have our back as well. It's, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing when we when we live out the way God has told us to live in relationships. And there's a reality that life is going to favor certain people over mm-hmm. other people. I I'm just having these flashbacks of, you know, when we would take those gross anatomy exams in PT school, and that was just <laughs> the hardest class I've ever had, right? Oh. In my whole life. I think I I think uh, we weren't rooming together that year, no. but. Um, <laughs> Which is probably a good thing. It was yeah, a smelly, I do, it was a I do not like class. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, you know, the four of us, we would pray together before mm. quizzes and exams and we studied together. Um, but then the grades were passed out. And there were four of us in this little study group. We actually were in lab together for the whole semester. And between one friend and I, we were always either number three or number four because oh. we were with the number one and number two people in the class. And wow. so talk about some pressure. So no matter wow. how hard I studied, I never beat mm. the, the one guy and girl. They were like brilliant, right? Yeah, yeah. Always struggling. But when we would pull open our grades, actually it was on the page, it was like paper. Um, there was this awareness that number one and number two persons were way ahead of us. Mm. And yet I just remember them looking at us mm. 
good job. Like, good yes, job. Yes, yes. That's good job. Yes, yes. And, and never feeling yeah. looked down upon yeah, yeah. by them. In fact, they continued to pray. They continued yeah. to really help us. And that made a big difference. But we yeah. were literally competing against each other. But it's your mindset. Yes. It's your mindset. So there's got to be some practical things yes. of what does it look like to take off your robe, your advantage, right? Your title and, and your influence and put it on somebody else to draw mm. the attention. And I just, you know, I, mean, I know you have some ideas, but one of the things that strikes me, people, but if you ever notice, if your listeners are you noticing when there's a write-up or a speaking piece about um, something that you and I are doing together, <laughs> you and I always post the other person's name first. <laughs> so if it we says, do, and yes. so from Debbie Cheever and Laura Perino, yes. It means you wrote it. Because right? <laughs> yes. it's just, yes. it's like, I don't want to be the one that's putting my name first. It's just something yes. silly, but I think it's something from the heart. Yes. And Debbie, we never said, like, when we post, yes. let's make sure we do that, right? No. It's just the natural outflow of being with Jesus. Right. In order to do that. That's awesome. That's funny. Very funny. I think another thing is that I've seen with you and me, and I've done it with other people, and I'm sure you have too, right, is sharing a lesson or sharing a thought or sharing, um, I know we've shared uh, thoughts on how to do things differently on the, the web pages or in Bible study or whatnot, encouraging each other in that. Um, just not, not thinking that anybody is taking something from somebody, but we're giving to other people. You know, there's just something about that. You know, I, I do have a lot of... I have a lot of other people share things on uh, my online Bible study page, whether they're writing or I'm really, I, I try to identify people that I think have a call to teach and I give them like an event, an, an opportunity to do that. Well, I can remember sometimes I've had some people um, post some things, share a video and oh my gosh, people are like, this was amazing. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. was so good. Yeah. And the enemy will go, they don't like you anymore. They would rather hear, <laughs> yes. they would rather hear that. And, and it's yes. like God saying, just don't listen to that voice, you yes. know, but if you can get a, a person in a place where there is such a response, mm -hmm. you know, for example, Laura, I'm going to laugh about this, but you know, you and I've been doing this podcast for, it'll be, I guess, two years this coming beginning of summer. Yeah. Who holds the number one numbers of listeners? Yes. Eunice. Eunice. <laughs> Eunice. Right. So, so we That's give right. we give Eunice this opportunity to speak, and she's right. always top of the chart. That's so right. Always. I love it. I love it. And you know what? We love that, right? We do. Because we want to take those robes and we put them on Eunice. Like, do it, girl. Walk in what God's got you to do. That's awesome. That is very funny and very true. I think another thing, um, you know, when we think about putting our robe on somebody else, is just introducing them to our friends, not being afraid that our friend is going to steal right. our other friend. I mean, that's just right. a practical thing. We're not in competition with our friends. We want to build the kingdom. So as we really just wrap this thing up, you know, practical ways to um, take our robe off and, and put it on someone else. I think, honestly, it's just... Uh, humbling ourselves, yeah. putting the other person first, showing that we're in commitment to the one that we are in covenant with and honoring the other one so that we'll see them thrive and the kingdom advance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So as we wrap this up, I'm going to say something very intentionally. Are you yeah. ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. So from Laura Perino <laughs> and Debbie Kiefer, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. I love it, spiritual so, friend. Thank that's you. That's right. That's right. So next week we're going to come back and, and focus on another 
another powerful thing coming out of Jonathan and David, how to equip your friend Amen. in the struggle. So come back Amen. and join us again. I have to Too say funny. one more time from Lauren Deb. Thank you. <laughs> Great week. All right. God bless you guys. See ya. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.